Being number one isn't easy. Well, okay, it is.
up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are back for another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth, the podcast where I rant and rave about some of my favorite albums. And if you got my Instagram post today, you will see that this, mm, 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 this album is a classic. I listened to it today, and I was like, still about. Still about absolutely 100%. So we're going to get into it. Don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music, which I am obsessed with YouTube. And I'm going to tell you guys about that in a second. Uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, and don't forget, we will be coming back with the YouTube interviews. So those will be coming back very, very soon. You can find everything at Kicking It With Young Smooth. Um... I know I need to change the picture on Apple. I just realized that recently. But I'll get into that someday soon. But it's all good in the meantime. All right. So did you guys get... uh, Oh, wait. Before I go into that, let me go into why I am in love with YouTube real quick. Uh, I have YouTube everything now. This is ridiculous. Um, I am one of the last people to probably cut the cable cord. Uh, because I was like, oh, you know, I want to hold on to it. It all came in a package. I didn't want to throw away the package. I was like, we don't really watch. Oh my God. Like, what the hell? I literally totally forgot to, why am I in this? This is ridiculous. Anyway, I totally forgot to put my phone on do not disturb, which is weird because I need to stop doing it because every time I do a show and do it on do not disturb, I always forget at the end to take the phone off of do not disturb whole thing. Never mind. Anyway, so back to what I was saying, um, I cut the cable cord. I completely got rid of my cable and only have my internet, my phone and my, and my, um, oh, sweet Jesus of Nazareth. Um, then only have my, um, whole situation as far as, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like setting this so I can like do this for quite a while because, yeah, we'll do it from, no, we'll do, whatever. Anyway, um, okay, so back to what I'm saying about YouTube, just last interruption. Um, so... Now I have YouTube everything. I have YouTube TV. I love it. It's $64 a month. This is not a sponsor. Just saying. It's $64 a month. I went from $199 for just television to $64 a month. Are you fucking kidding me? That is, I was paying almost over $400 for my whole thing as far as cable, as far as uh, internet and phone. The only reason I even kept the damn phone was because it just didn't make sense. If they if they were going to take too long to take it out of the package, the shit just didn't make any sense. I was like, fuck it, just keep it. Uh, I don't. And, and and the worst part about that is I don't even know the phone number. So I mean, there's that. Like, what what the heck? Like, what 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 is going on? Um, but other than that, like, I am obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with YouTube right now because it's just like everything is everything. I can watch my creative stuff on regular YouTube. So I have my YouTube Premium. I have my YouTube TV, so I can still watch regular TV if I want. And I love my YouTube music. So. I am a YouTube guy at this particular point. It is what it is. Alright, so did you guys get Lex? Lex? Blah, 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 blah. I can speak. Did you guys get last week's kit? Well, I'm sorry. The week before last. Kick that lyric. Let me explain. I need another break. But I'm back. 
And that's all that matters. Um, and also, shout out to Charlie Beats. Because, again, one of his wonderful creations will be the beats that you hear in the beginning and at the end of the show. Um, so last week's, or the week before last, Kick That Lyric came from one of my favorite songs from the Barbershop soundtrack, which was Not Today by Mary J. Blige. And the verse was Eve's verse. So very, very, very good one. This particular Kick That Lyric this week comes from a foreigner. Um, he, it is a he, has won a very prestigious award. Um, we've talked, we talk about him quite frequently on the show. Um, I, like, I'm trying not to give anything away because everything else that I would say about this artist, he is a actor. Okay, here are the things I'm going to say about this artist. He is an actor. He has a child. He loves strippers. Uh, <laughs> he likes skin. Like, that's all I got. That's all like, I can't. I don't know what else to say. Because anything else that I would say would be, um, you know, just very, it's, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that I can say. Um... So, the lyric reads as followed. Uh, you getting ready so I know we gonna be here a while. In the bathroom, flat irons and nail files. Spending hours in salon on your hairstyle. In the mall, steady racking up the air miles. Hit the gym, step on the scale. Stare at the number. You say you drop in 10 pounds preparing for summer. And you don't do it for men, for man, men never notice. You just do it yourself. You're the fucking coldest. Intelligent too. Ooh, you're my sweetheart. I've always liked a woman book and street smart. Long as they got a little class like half days. That that is a line right there. And confidence to overlook my past ways. Time heals all and heals hurt to walk in. But they go with the clutch that you carry your lip gloss in. And look, I really think nobody does it better. I love the way that you put it together. Uh. Okay, so if you know that kick that lyric, you know I'm going to repost it on Facebook. You know I'm going to repost it. Um, I might actually start doing it on Twitter, too. I, it, it, it's harder to do it on Twitter because sometimes um, it, there are too many characters, so I just can't really do it. But I um, will remind you guys on Twitter, and I will possibly be putting it on Instagram. So I do need to put the not today on Instagram. I need to start getting into those things so you guys can uh, be up to date. But definitely guess it. Facebook is probably going to be the platform to guess it. So that'd be more for my friends and anyone else who follows me there as well. Okay. So a few things to get into before we get into the new one, the the segment. I don't want to call it ratchet and ridiculous anymore because I feel a certain kind of way about that. But and I still maybe a name will come to me one day, hopefully. Um, but for, for now, it's, it's a, it's news that you might not be able to use. How about that? 
Uh, <laughs> so, a few things that I wanted to touch on because I have not gotten a touch. Well, actually, really just one thing that I really want to touch on is the DMX album. I paused because I was ready for this. Although we had already talked about it weeks prior, I was slightly disappointed that Pop Smoke was not going to be on there. Also, side note, Pop Smoke has an album coming out too, which I am nervous for after getting the posthumous album from DMX. Like, I'm a little nervous at this particular point, and I'm going to explain why. This will tie in, and I'll I'll probably even do this on my next week's episode or next week and a half. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but I'm thinking about doing that on the next week's episode. And the reason why I'm saying that is this. Um, legacy means everything, and I may, and I'm going to restate this again. Uh, I, I can feel it, you know, like next week, but I'm definitely going to restate it again. Legacy is everything, and sometimes in life you need to really have control over in, in your in your day to day life. Who actually, if if you go will have some type of control over that legacy, especially if you're in a business or you own a business or you're doing music or whatever. And it's very important that it it goes... It, it's not going to go your way because you're gone. So you, it's, it's just not. Nobody's going to handle it quite the way that you do. It's just not going to happen. Sorry for you. The shit is what it is. However, no one took quite as much care... For this album, as it being a posthumous album, um, and for those that don't know what posthumous mean, I had to look it up my damn self, let's be clear. Posthumous is the album or art or body of work that is submitted after one's death. Um, it, it wasn't good. All the hip hop heads could say what they want to, and most of them be like, oh, this is great. It was great to have him back, but there were way too many tracks where you could tell he was high out of his fucking mind. Um, Alicia Keys sounded like shit. And, and I'm being kind. I'm being kind. Alicia Keys sounded like shit. The mix down for Bath Salts with Jay-Z and Nas was horrible. The verses were great. Let's be clear. The verses were great, but the mix down was fucking horrible. Like, the actual audio for a lot of the tracks was really bad. Um, I don't know if it was, I felt like it was my copy, but I, I feel like even, even down to the streaming level of the title, like everything about this was rushed. Even the streaming title of it all, like the Exodus song and the Call Your Father, I don't know if they were like the same, are they the same track? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, you're not talking to someone who didn't listen to the whole album. You understand what I'm saying to you? This is not, this is not coming as an opinion of somebody who didn't listen to the whole album. And I, there are albums that I love. Like, of course, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, I love King's Disease and I'm still from last summer of King's Disease and, you know, Living Off Experience. And you're talking about, and Extinction Level Event 2 and really good albums from those from yesteryear. 
I cannot say wholeheartedly that this DMX, this DMX project was rushed. It was like whatever was at the end was just whatever, whatever was at the end. I don't know if there was any, it wasn't any more money placed behind it. Um, the cover artwork was great. Like I think that was like a shot of him when he just got the Exodus tattoo. So that wasn't but so many years ago. But when I say this album was rushed, this album didn't take care, like, posthumous albums like Machiavelli or, um, you know, uh, Born Again, which, or Life After Death, they came, you know, after Biggie's death, um, even when they even, and sometimes it does feel like a huge money grab, and we talked about, we talked about this before, um, but, like, even when you had the Biggie duets, the Biggie duets had a level of love, even though it was older songs remixed with artists being on, it's still, and as much as people were like, oh, this is some bullshit, this, this, that album was some bullshit, da, da. no, that, that had a level of love. This leads me back to my original point about legacy. It is so very important to have someone understand, either understand your vision or appoint them to make sure that they know that that vision will come true, like, come through. Yes, did DMX fully expect to have creative control over that yes absolutely but i but when i tell you if you're if you were expecting a a feel of is dark and hell is hot or um or like like but but maybe a more mature version or flesh of my flesh blood of my blood or grand champion or any any of the albums that preceded this that is not what you received that is absolutely not what you received. What you received was a body of work that was rushed and not put together well at all. I was very happy for the bath salts uh, situation. Um, the song with Lil Wayne was, you know, good and all that stuff. Very happy that some heavy hitters and some legends were on this album. And, and they can honestly say that. I do not think that the care and love that the album deserved was put onto that. Also, I am slightly nervous about streaming services, and I'm going to get into that. I may be getting into that again next week, and the reason why is because I feel like there are songs that start to become missing from your favorite albums, and there's no rhyme or reason, and I don't think that that is right. I think that if this is what you're giving me, it is what it is. Just like, for instance, today's album is one in a million and it was very difficult because sometimes what I like to do is listen to the album and be like yo this is a bop all over again oh my god I love every song you know what I'm saying it was so, it is so hard first of all I am about to reinvest in a CD player if I can find one the reason why is because this is some fragonacle bullshit Aaliyah's legacy is getting thinner and thinner as the years go on. Not to mention, in fact, we're in the summertime. So we'll be, like, I think it was August 25th, was it? Is, is the day of her death. Um, so we're getting closer to that. And it's, it's just like, you know, let's pre-celebrate her life. But it is harder and harder to find her music. I actually have the physical CDs, the, the CDs that came out originally. I must find a CD. I mean, don't get it twisted. I do have a CD drive in my laptop but you know my laptop is doing is going through so much right now like i'm doing everything i'm recording on this right now i'm doing all of those things so um it, it's really hard but the next album that i'm thinking about covering like 
literally, I was listening to it today while I was grubhubbing, and there's a song fucking missing. And I'm like, are you, like, it, it didn't break my stride, but I kept, but once I got to the end, I was like, wait a minute, where the fuck is the, wait a minute, hold on, where is this person's song? And like I said, I will go over that next week. I definitely will. Because I already preemptively know what I want to really talk about on that. But I, but legacy is so important. Last thing before we get into the topics, I am super, super excited for July. So I will say this to you guys as far as shows are going to go. Um, the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July, I'm going to be out of town. Um, I'm going to be at, I'm going to be in Dallas. And I'm going to be going to Drip Fest with my girl, Nephi. Very excited about that. Super dumb excited. Gonna have a good time. I'm gonna chance to meet some of the artists that I've been posting and, um, you know, on the, um, on the Kicking It With Young Smooth Instagram page. Um, Major Zone is gonna be in, in the building. So super excited about all of those things and cannot wait. Um, I will say this. This is a, a, a little known fact. I am going to be 38 years old this summer. Um, so also that, that last week of July, that probably the earlier part of the last week of July, you probably will not get an episode as well. Um, cause that my birthday will fall, that'd be my birthday week and my vacation. So I may not do an episode around that time, depending. I don't know. I, I'm not, don't hold me to it. It might, the mood might strike. Um, but so that, that'll be a thing. Um, but yes, so I want to say, oh, so the other thing that I wanted to tell you guys is this little known fact, this is going to be my very first flight. I travel, I do, but usually by car or train. Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry, car or bus, not train. Absolutely not. Um, but yes, this will be my first official flight out of the state so i'm excited nervous and excited all at the same time so very much so happy and excited um was there anything else i think that was it if there's anything else that comes into mind i will reiterate it after the news and after we go over this wonderful freaking album um let me see let me see yeah, so no, that that is gonna be it. Um, you know, I'll I'll be placing my cash app that week. So if anyone would like to donate to the birthday fund, I am more than happy to do so. Okay, so moving on in the news. Kanye West's manager teases new album, West Day Ever. Okay, first of all, let's do that. Okay. Yeezy season is approaching. In honor of his 44th, damn, Yeezy is 44? Okay. 44th birthday on Tuesday, Kanye West dropped the first piece of his highly anticipated Gap collection. And he also, um, has a new album on the way. His manager, Abu Butai, let me tell you something. We just gonna call that boy boo because there was a lot going on there. He's the upcoming project with, uh, which is reported, reportedly titled West Day Ever. Actually, to be 100% honest with you, I love that title. I am here for said title. West Day Ever album on the way. Boo, um, commented on Gap's Instagram post. Kanye first used the hashtag West Day 
ever, hashtag, a year ago when he announced his Gap deal. Prior to this, Yeezy's designer, Yeezy designer had been working on his oft-delayed album, Donda, the follow-up 2019's Jesus King, the project named after his late mother, was slated to drop last July before being delayed several times. On Tuesday, the first product from Kanye's Yeezy Gap collection went on sale. The $200 unisex blue nylon puffer jacket, I'll get into that in a second, sold out within hours of the pre-order and will ship later this fall. More pieces from the collection are expected to launch later this month. Kanye also received birthday wishes from his entourage and wife, Kim Kardashian. Um, the The beauty mogul who filed for divorce from her husband in February shared a childhood photo of Yee along with a family portrait. Happy birthday. Love you for life, wrote Kim. Y'all already know how I feel about that half. I'm not even, I'm not even going to go into that. Uh, okay. So about the puffer coat, right? I, I saw the coat on Instagram and, um, not bad, just confused. Like, <laughs> Kanye, please stop doing this. I just want, I just want you, like, okay, I don't need the fashion to be, like, it's fashion. It is fashion. Fashion is to be designed. It's it's to be experimental. It's supposed to have a statement, be wild, whatever. All I need to know is where was the zipper? Like that was the only thing I was thinking the whole time. I was looking at this like like it looks like an inverted pup. Like the I it, again. Y'all bought it. Y'all like it. Y'all love it. I I don't know. I I don't have two hundred dollars to be spending on this. Um. So he, you know, there, there is that. Um, but I do hope that we do get best day ever. I love it. I think it is a interesting play on best day ever. And, uh, I hope I, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, the other day and I literally was like, um, Kanye is one of those artists that got to be good on the smack. So basically what that means is like, well, actually, I'm sorry. He's good off the smack, I should say. So basically what this means is Kanye needs to be off of any medication that he is on in the time of recording. If we can have somebody wrangle that and say, look, you are not taking, you you shouldn't take your medication around the time that you're recording. The reason why I vouch for this is because I believe that we get the best art creatively from Kanye when he is not on his meds. I, I don't know how the fashion thing does, but I know musically when he is in his zone of whatever that is, I think he comes out with some of the, he, ele- he elevates fucking music. Let's be fucking clear. We, we, Kanye is controversial as fuck and I want to love him and fight him all at the same time. However, I do believe that if he is off his medication, he will create the best music. However, because there is a however, however, the second that he is finished and submitted this goddamn album, 
boy go back on this medication. I think you need to be mellow. I think you need to get through the press junket if you're going to do it. Whatever, whatever you're going to do, you know, I don't think that we need, we do not need Kanye shenanigans because what will happen is this. I think Kanye needs a balance of help. You know what I'm saying to you? But we can't get into a point, we really cannot, of allowing his shenanigans just to be shenanigans and be all over the place for sheer entertainment. Because that's, that's not fair. That's not healthy. That's not right. I do believe that the medication does sedate, not, not, I won't even say sedate him, but it, it blocks maybe some of that creativity. So I would love to see the creativity back, um, in maybe the rap genre more so than the gospel genre. I mean, and either or is fine. I did not particularly care for Jesus is King. That wasn't really my thing. Um, but because I already know my Lord and Savior is King, I just didn't need, I did not need Kanye to remind me of that. Um, but I, you know, I just, I, I hope that we get that. I know we're not, I, I need, we need to stop relying and shaking on yesteryear because I, I, we already know that that's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not. Um, oh, I do know what else I had to tell you. I'll tell you guys after I, after I do all of this. Um, <clears throat> T.I. announces final album, Kill the King. Interesting title. T.I. is leaving the game behind. The Grand Hustle rapper has retired plans um I'm sorry reiterated where the hell did I get retired from reiterated plans to release his final album Kill the King um he made the announcement at the end of his new video for what's what it's come to revealing that the follow up to last year's The Libra is coming soon Okay, in in the video, he addressed the numerous women who have. Let's see if this changes that because I don't like that. Sorry about that, y'all. Because um, I was literally touching something and I've lost my whole space. And I'm back. Okay, so he all right. So in the video, he addresses the numerous women who have accused him and his wife Tiny of sexual misconduct. Um. In, uh, sorry, sexual misconduct that it's all part of a plan that to take them down. Um, is it? <laughs> Quote, I keep none against they will. If they leave, that's the disadvantage. Quote, the object of the game is kill the king so till the blade meet my neck on guillotine end quote he questions the credibility of his accusers who exchange text messages trying to frame the couple quote okay y'all got stories about tip and tiny asks one woman while another responds oh I got all kinds of shit I can make up Mm. In a later scene, he mocks the lawyer representing several of the women, showing them at a press conference before a piano falls out of the sky and crushes them. Mm. 
<laughs> Last month, the LAPD launched a criminal investigation after meeting with one of the couple's accusers. T.I. and Tiny have strongly denied the allegations while their lawyers say the claims are part of a sordid shakedown campaign. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I will say this. T.I. is definitely the king, and, and I even have T.I. on the wall. I'm not going to sit here and berate T.I. like, oh, this is horrible. However, however, <laughs> I don't know, bruh. Like, I, I I just, I honest, honestly, honestly, I really just don't, I don't care. Like, I, I, I don't care. I... I think it is a good time for you to retire regardless. Like, I think that you've made a lot. Your career has expanded. It's, you've gotten into all sorts of trouble. All, you know, all of the things. I, I just, I, I don't really, I honestly, I, as much as I love the older T.I., I do not care anymore. Like, I just don't. Like, as a hip-hop head and someone who loves hip-hop, and I think T.I. is a pivotal point. He was a pivotal point for the South. He, he... Um, was a self-proclaimed king of the South. Love that. Love all of the things. Love his music. All of that. But in the latter years, I've kind of been like, like, yo, that Libra, I'm, I never listen to it. I just don't care. I might try to get into this Kill the King thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know. And the, the sexual allegations... <sighs> a... If a accused person is a, sorry, a victim is a victim until a victim is not. Okay? And what I mean by that is you are still a victim until it is proven that you are not. So if they say that they are victims, let that be that. And hopefully in a court of law, it will August, because again, I don't have time or the energy to deal with T.I. or Tiny or their shenanigans. Her, the blue eye thing scares the hell out of me. You had the little door. You know what? Again, the whole family has issues that I cannot, I cannot touch. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know them personally. But my personal opinion is, um, you just got a couple of scorn lovers out there. I, my opinion is I feel like they're scorn lovers. I feel like, um, somebody is not getting what they want. And I do feel like part of it is a shakedown. Cause it just, it does seem to have come up out of left field. Like all of a sudden, all of this, but you, y'all had all of these issues, but now all of a sudden it just can't. You know what? Again, not doing this. Not dealing with the TI thing. Moving on. The notorious B.I.G.'s daughter opens Juicy Pizza Restaurant. Okay. The notorious B.I.G.'s daughter is bringing a slice of New York to L.A. Tiana Wallace, daughter of the late Christopher Wallace, is opening up a new pizza restaurant called Juicy Pizza. Inspired by her father's 1994 hit song, she has partnered with Tyra uh, Myricks, daughter of the late Jam Master Jay, to set up a shop at 615 North La Brea, St- La Brea Avenue. I'm sorry. According to Eater, the restaurant design uh, design pays homage to New York City with subway car. With subway car detail and bodega vibes. Juicy Pizza will open for business on Saturday, June 12th. Starting with dinner only. In addition to cheese and pepperoni. Uh, $23 and $30 for a whole pizza. What the fuck? Okay. 
I mean, look, it is New York, it is LA, so I'm, I'm I can't call that. Uh, so it is twenty three dollars and thirty dollars for a whole, or four dollars or five dollars per slice. Damn. $23? What is going on? You know what? Maybe because I'm used to cheap shit. I don't know real shit. <laughs> Why do y'all listen to this? It's just trash. The menu includes... Oh! The menu includes oxtail, beef and broccoli, jerk chicken, and chopped cheese egg rolls. Okay! Okay! I see y'all! Shit! I'm ready to go to LA just for that. Okay? <laughs> I, like, I like niche things. Don't judge me. As a New Yorker living in Los Angeles, Myricks felt that there was no good pizza in Los Angeles and wanted to bring New York City style pizza with, to the West Coast. Quote, the more I thought about how to bring that New York theme to LA, I felt who represents New York more than Biggie Smalls, Myricks told Business Insider. So she reached out to Wallace, whose mother is Jan Jackson. I was like, quote, I was like, I don't want you to invest anything, my Ricks, um, recall telling Big's daughter, quote, let's just make money together. Let's just make moves. This is the latest business, business venture for Wallace, who also runs a store in Brooklyn called Notorious that sells men and women's clothing, who, of which features her father. That is dope. I love it. Shout out to that girl. Shout out to Tiana Wallace. I, one of the things I, I, this, this didn't have anything to do with that, but one of the things that I don't like that I've seen a lot of people do is I've seen this girl work her ass off. And again, as I talked about with legacy, she's definitely been keeping her dad's legacy alive. And people have for years really been keeping Big's legacy alive in so many wonderful and creative ways and paying so much homage and dedicating streets, you know, after him and all this stuff. And I've covered a lot of this stuff on this podcast as well. Um, but y'all have got to stop trying to tease that girl because she looked like her daddy. Okay. She do. She do. And ain't nothing wrong with that. And she's beautiful. But y'all gotta stop coming for her because I've seen some shit on the internet where I'd be like, yo, y'all reckless. Y'all real reckless. Um, but I love to see a black girl win. I think that is black girl magic right there. And two black girls from two legendary, legendary, say it again, legendary artists of our genre, our time, and their, their offsprings creating something that is so unique, you know, bringing a, a taste of New York to LA. I think is, is awesome. I think it's super dope. So shout out to them. Congratulations. I think that's great. This is an awkward um, next segue subject because I love... Okay, nope. Love is strong. I enjoy this group. I don't know how much I love them. But first, I'm going to read the title. Then I'm going to go into my other thought. Migos reveal Culture 3 track list. Okay, first of all. Um, love the, I do love the Migos. I do. I, I have the Funko Pops of the Migos. You know, I got, um, Quavo, culture, uh, culture. I'm going to call the boy culture. Uh, <laughs> Quavo offset and takeoff. Anybody get left off bamboo? Um, so <laughs> I love, I, lo- I do love the Migos. Um, I think the Migos is definitely a, ni- a niche thing. It is one of those things where they, <laughs> 
It's good. Fuck it. It's my guilty pleasure. I like the Migos. Don't judge me. Um, but what the fuck? This is what I had to say. What the fuck was that? Yo. Anybody else catch this fight? Yo, that was the last thing I paid for as far as pay-per-view with my cable provider. Like, yo, this fight was so bad, bruh. It was so bad. I was like, yo. And what made me correlate this with the Migos was because the Migos... So, did the, the Migos performed or walked out before... Floyd walked out with money bag. Yo, like, yo, it was so much going on, bro. I was like, it, I, it was ostentatious to say the least. It definitely was very ostentatious to say the least. Um, I was mad the Cash App <laughs> sponsored. It was so much going on. Jake Paul is a fucking moron and an asshole. I, I just, you know what? I don't know him to say that, but I'm going to say that. Um, Jake Paul's content is really. I won't say triggering, but it's very, uh, it was very misogynistic. There are a lot of undertones that if you look at it and you'll be like, yo, why do you, like he had a, he had a whole, it, it's fake. It's very fake. And this whole fight was fake. So everybody's like, yo, who won, who won? There is no winner. I guess this was a, I don't know. I don't know. Ask someone who gives a shit. And that, that is clearly not me. Alright, so the Migos are revealing Culture 3 tracklist. It is finally here, just days before the release. Migos has released the star-studded tracklist for their highly anticipated new album, Culture 3. In addition to the single, Straightening, the 19 track... That's a lot. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if I can sit through all of this, but I'm gonna try. Uh, Because, again, the Migos is, again, like I said, a niche thing that you you gotta take with a grain of salt. Um... The 19-track set is filled with superstars from Drake on Having Our Way to Justin Bieber, <laughs> which you see. Cardi B uh, gets on type type shit, which I kind of think that's going to be good. While Future joins Quavo Takeoff and Offset on Picasso's. The late Juice World can be heard on... Um, Anti-social and the late pop smoke on a lighted up. Other guests include Polo G. Excited about Polo G. Seeing the buzz over Polo G. Loving that. And I also saw his track listing for his new album. And very excited that Onika is there too. Y'all know how I feel about Nikki. Just saying. Not quite sure how the bitch makes it into all of them. And when I say the bitch, that's my bitch. Okay. Um, and NBA Youngboy. In recent interviews, Quavo called the follow-up to 2018's Culture 2 the greatest album of this year. I hope so. I feel like this album's going to open uh, open up the world. We're having fun and smiling again. Okay, he told Complex. Quote, everybody's been hurting and going through this pandemic and losing loved ones. I feel like this is a breakthrough. Um, this is the sonic boom to the new life and new world that we live in. We've been going through this pandemic for like a year and a half, which is very true. All right. So, um, 
the track list reads is followed possibly we don't know it could also switch up um avalanche um having our way featuring drake i know that's gonna kill i know that's gonna kill uh because you know what i that, all right, all right, Migos, y'all got me, y'all got me, and I know I'm only on track two, but I feel like this got me because that just reminded me, like when y'all teamed up with Drake, now walking like like you talking is in my head. So having our way featuring Drake, straightening, which is the new single out, type shit features Cardi B, Malibu, which will feature Polo G, birthday, modern day, vaccine, um, Picasso featuring Future, Roadrunner, again not sure what any of the ones that don't have nobody on it is gonna mean but it's it's a lot um what you see featuring justin bieber jane birkin okay uh anti-social featuring juice world why not mahomes again i i'm out of the loop i'm too old for this um handle my business time for me Light it up featuring Pop Smoke and um I needed featuring NBA Young Boy. Speaking of Pop Smoke, there is a new Pop Smoke album in the works. We talked about this earlier. Pop Smoke has more music on the way. The late Brooklyn rapper's manager, Steven Victor, took to Twitter on Friday to tease a second posthumous project. Um writing Pop Smoke album alongside a series of flame emojis. This is not the first time there have been rumblings of a new Pop Smoke album. Last month, another one of his managers, Rico Beats, also shared plans. Quote, I see and hear every, everything kept it cool, though. No worries. Payback around the corner. Pop Smoke new album loading, said Rico Beats. It's unclear when the album will be released, but Pop Smoke's posthumous debut, which is so sad to say like how uh, how the fuck do you have a posthumous debut that's so much um shoot for the stars aim for the moon and by the way low key high key that album actually slaps just saying i done listened to a couple tracks and i done been in my truck and been like oh alright okay and they're just it's something about it and I really damn I wish this boy wasn't gone I ain't gonna lie to y'all like I like even Welcome to the Party for me which I've said it several times and it wasn't just about the cosign from Nick from Nikki um Welcome to the Party for me was so good because he stood in his own and the sound was different he didn't sound like the rest of these dudes and I loved it and yes it, his his bars and his lyrics was very simplistic not, not like you need a dictionary or thesaurus for the shit. It was great, but um, yeah. So that was definitely a thing. Um, let's see. So uh, it, it remains in the top ten in, on Billboard on the Billboard two hundred. The album, which was released in July twenty twenty, has spent the most weeks in number one on Billboard top R and B and hip hop albums chart since MC Hammer. Hammers, please don't hurt them. Yes. Oh my god. Real talk, low key side note. Fuck what y'all heard. MC Hammer is the shit. And can't touch this. If you really listen to the nuances in the beat of Can't Touch This and how crisp it was and how much of a dance track it was, yo. MC Hammer, yeah, MC Hammer deserved to say on time. 50 Cent, who co-executive produced Shoot for the Stars, 
may not be involved the second time around. Steven Victor talked to, uh, talked to me about the new record and I'm not sure if I'm participating with this record. He told, uh, Chris Kalen, I just wanted to make sure that this record didn't, did what it was supposed to do. My intention with Pop was like, he was looking at me like I could tell him the right way to go and everything would work based on what I was saying. Um, he alluded to issues behind the scenes while crediting himself for the album success. Quote, outside the production of the record and having it, and having it perform well i did all the promotion for the record for it to work they would just have it out they were sorry they would just put it have put it out and you'd have to find it find out um about it on your own damn that's fucked up in his tweets victor also confirmed new album from pusha t and nigo okay um, yeah, we'll go into that. And our last story is, oh no, before we go into that, I'm excited. I am. I'm really excited about the, the whole thing for Pop Smoke. I think, like I said, I just, I, I, again, if you do a posthumous, and it's weird that he has a posthumous debut album, but if you do anything after their death, you gotta do it with care. And it's very hard because, sir, you came in, he's, you have a posthumous debut album and it's doing well but what what else like at least with Biggie even with Pac there's a whole story there's a whole lot a whole lot of something in between all of that we ain't got nothing it is hard to keep a legacy alive when you ain't got it when you're just beginning when you're just beginning, and it's very, very scary that that is happening to so many young rappers at this particular point. All right, Tiana Taylor is named sexiest woman alive by Maxim. You goddamn right, okay? Fuck that. Spike T is the shit. <laughs> Tiana Taylor is the sexiest woman alive. Maxim is crowned the R&B songstress atop its annual list of sexiest women alive. The 30-year-old wife and mother of two shows off her natural beauty and hot body in a stunning shoot for the magazine's Hot 100 issue. Taking to Instagram, Tiana reflects on becoming the first black woman to land the cover. Quote, somebody pinch me. Maxim Hot 100 to be named the sexiest woman alive by literally living in the skin I'm in. Wow, she wrote. Now... Who, uh, uh, sorry now, <laughs> Tiana, who announced that she was quitting music last year, uh, says, stop playing with us, okay? Because the album, if any of y'all motherfuckers ain't got the album, it's, it's an album and it's called the album. It's great. It's good shit. Let me tell you, real quick before I get into this, cause I know this, I feel like this episode is becoming a little bit longer than necessary. Um, yo. Literally, I listened to the first cut, and the first cut had me in tears because she, the first cut was her giving birth to Junie, and I was like, 
oh, this is this is this is a moment, and the whole album, it, the whole album is good. The whole album is it, it's been a banger in a long time. I think that was what twenty nineteen that I was able to listen to a whole album all the way through. I loved it, and something brand new, loved it. Tiana, who announced that she was quitting music last year, has admit admittedly um, nervous. Oh, I'm sorry, was admittedly nervous to go back in front of the lens after working behind the scenes as a music video director. Quote, stepping back in front of the lens has been a journey of self-reflection and self-confidence, she said. Living up to the name and title of this shoot wholeheartedly made me nervous. As an entrepreneur, wife, a business... Uh, sorry, a busy mother of two and working behind the lens in my director bag, I tend to hide behind my sweaters and vintage tees. So, I, as you can see, don't have much time to be or feel sexy. She arrived at the set sweatpants and beanie after dropping her daughter Junie off at school and was surprised when the photographer uh, Gills Bensummon, sorry, butchered that name, um, told her not to get glammed up and to remain in the same clothes without makeup. She hesitated at first but agreed. Quote, I was like... So let me understand this. I will be the sexiest woman alive in sweats and a scully, recalled Tiana. As com- quote, as confused as I was, my heart also melted. Embrace and love yourself for who and what you are because only the purest heart shines through. The Coming to America 2 actress joins past Maxim Hot 100 cover stars including Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Christina Aguilera, Haley Baldwin, and more. Tiana and her husband Iman Shumpert are headed back to television. The couple who starred in VH1 2008's reality Tiana and uh, Tiana and Iman will give fans an unfiltered behind-the-scenes look at their lives, juggling music, fashion, business, and family on the upcoming E! reality show, We Got Love, Iman and Tiana. I am excited for that. This will be the only reality show that I have watched. I am only into watching reality shows that have more of a positive family message and people that are not problematic in in the industry. So, like, that's all I'm interested in at this particular point because I I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. I really don't. I can't deal with all the drama. I can't deal with all of the the bullshit. I can't deal with being 50 and still fighting each other and, and being upset. Like, I, I, I really can't deal with none of that anymore. Um, it was it was cute when we was younger, and I am over it. I am over it. I was talking to a friend of mine today about the reality show shit, and I just, I just can't watch it no more. I cannot. All right. So, uh, we have reached the end of whatever this segment is going to be called, News That You Can and Probably Shouldn't Use. Maybe that might be the title. Hmm, Working title. Uh, But, it's that time again, y'all. It's that time to go over one of my favorite, favorite, favorite freaking albums. By the title, you already know what it is. It is the most high, the most exalted one. Because that is what her name means. It is Aaliyah. 
one in a million. Yo, when I tell you, I live one in a million. Oh my God. Yo, this album was the shit. I used to go to school and I used to bump this every day in high school. And I loved it. I used to wash the dishes to it. I listened to it all summer long. I love this album. And I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a big hiatus until we got, um, like, until we got the, like, um, what was, though, the self-title. Until we got the self-title. So the self-title happened, you know, right in that 2001 era. And then, you know, everything else went awry. It was very, 2001 was very, very, very rock. Was, okay. Real quick tidbit. And this will all tie in. 2001 in general was a hell of a year. Um, I had graduated from high school. So this is how these few months went. I graduated from high school. Aaliyah dies. And then September 11th happens. So it was like June, August, September. Like something major was happening um, every, like, at the right in that midst of the summer towards fall, like, something was happening all the time. We're just like, yo, losing Aaliyah was one thing with the plane crash, but then the plane crashing in the buildings. Like, yo, 2001 was a, a crazy year. And even with that, we're also going to go into, I think we're going to do Jay-Z, um, roughly around 9-11 as well to do the blueprint because that is a big thing. And we'll definitely talk about that as well. Anyway. One in a million. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, that was the other thing that I wanted to say and wanted to go into. It is very important that your legacy is done right. Um, And I, I still... Am, the details are very shaky on Aaliyah's family. The details are not only shaky on Aaliyah's family, but... Oh... Uh, Sorry, sorry, Isley. I'm sorry. Um, the details are not only um, like shaky on Aaliyah's family, but it's shaky on like who owns these masters. Where is the music? Why is it like that? Like, yo, trying to listen to this album and realizing I, I still had to listen to it on YouTube Music, which was great, but to find it, it had to be there was a community of people that already had those songs and they were already together and they're on a listing. You feel what I'm saying to you? It wasn't like I could download the specific album, and and that's so crazy. Let me tell you something. If they ever release those like that, if they release this music, when I tell you. You want to talk about your faves could never like yo the streams for an Aaliyah situation is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. So hopefully one day, I hope one day soon we get that music. All right, One in a Million is the second studio album by American singer Aaliyah, not Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Thank you. Um, and you'll hear me refer to that probably more so just because I think I want to pay more respect by calling her Aaliyah instead of Aaliyah because. Her name is Alia, and it's wrong to say it that way. Um, it was it was first released on August 27th, 1996 by Black and Brown and Atlantic Records. The album was recorded from August 1995 to July 1996 with a variety of producers, including Timberland, Missy Elliott, Carlos Lowe, <clears throat> J-Dub, 
uh, J-Dubs, Jermaine Dupree, uh, KG, Vincent Herbert. Side note, Vincent Herbert used to be married to Tamar Braxton. So just in case you recognize that name, that is where uh, that came from. Vincent Herbert, uh, Rodney Jerkins, Craig King, Darian Light. Was Darian Light Lighty? Or that was Chris Lighty that died. Darian Lighty and Daryl Simmons. The album featured several guest vocals, including Elliot's, uh, Timberland, Tretch, and Slick Rick. One in a Million garnered general positive reviews from music critics, including Rolling Stone, who named it the 90th uh, best album of the decade. It also... It sorry. It was also listed as one of thirty three hip hop slash R and B albums in Rolling Stone essential records of the nineties. One in a million debuted at number twenty on the U S Billboard two hundred chart, selling forty thousand five hundred copies in its opening week. 22 weeks later, the album peaked at number eighteen, being certified gold by the RIAA. Um, with a few months, within a few months, the album proved Aliyah's breakthrough and major milestone in the career of, in the careers of Elliot and Timbaland. It was certified two times platinum by June 16th, 1997. The album also certified gold by Music Canada for shipments of 5,000 copies. One in a million has sold over 3 million copies in the U.S. and 8 million copies worldwide. The album produced six singles, If Your Girl Only Knew, mm. If Your Girl Only Knew, that I would want to kick it with you. I don't know shit. One in a million. Your love is a one in a million. It goes on and on and on. Um, got to, got to give it up. Four page letter. I'm sending you a four page letter. And I enclosed it with the keys. Ow. And hot like fire. I'm gonna make it hot like fire. Oh, I'm not going there. And, uh, the one I gave my heart to, which was on the Anastasia soundtrack. Um, with the, uh, with the last becoming the album's highest charting single, peaking at nine on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100s. In 2004, the album was re-released in Germany with altered artwork. And again, in 2006, um, it includes the standard 17 tracks plus the bonus tracks, Come Over. Can I come over? Come over. Come over. Yes. Ooh, which was actually... Also on the I Care For You. Uh, that was the first time I heard it. And I never knew that um, that Kamoa was actually a remake from a, a group. And I can't remember what it was now. Damn, but that was a good song. Anyway, little background. After Barry Hankerson, Aaliyah's uncle, obtained a distribution deal with Jive Records, he signed her to his Black Round Records label at the age of 12. He introduced her to R. Kelly, who became her mentor as well as lead singer and producer for her debut album, AJ Nothing But A Number. The album was certified double platinum by the RIAA, and it sold 3 million copies in the United States and 6 million copies worldwide. For promotion, 
of the album, Alia embarked on a world tour that lasted from 1994 to 1995. She toured throughout the U.S., Europe, Japan, and South Africa after facing allegations of an illegal marriage with Kelly. Aliyah ended her contract with Jive and signed with Atlantic Records, according to Aliyah's cousin and Black Round Records executive Jomo Hankerson. The music industry villainized Alia for her scandal with Kelly, and it was hard to get producers for One in a Million. In an interview, Hankerson said, We were coming out of a multi-platinum debut album and and expect for a couple of relationships with, sorry, except for a couple of relationships with Jermaine Dupri and Puffy, it was hard for us to get producers on the album. Aliyah commented on the Kelly situation saying, I faced the adversity. I could have broken down. I could have gone and hid in the closet and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. But I love singing and I wasn't going to let that mess stop me. I got a lot of support from my fans and that inspired me to put that behind me. But a stronger person, uh, be a stronger person and put my all into one in a million initially puff daddy was at the helm of one in a million but the songs that the pair collaborated on were never finished according to alia um i want puff i went to Puff's studio in trinidad for a week we started working together but we couldn't finish the songs in, t- in uh on time i had to leave because i had to go to atlanta to record with Jermaine Dupri. Both both Craig King and Vincent Herbert were the first set of producers who were asked uh, to work on the album after plans with Puff Daddy with uh, after plans to have Puff Daddy produce the album fell through. Once the two producers were on board, they were asked by Atlantic to create the initial sound for the album. According to King, we came in Right as she got off, got her budget ready to go. Vincent Herbert and I were the first people she called and we were the first group. That's why we had so much freedom to go in and create a sound because we didn't have to do a song here or there. They wanted us to go in and build a sound. We built the sound and it was a departure from R. Kelly after recording songs with King and Herbert, Aliyah then went to Atlanta to meet with Craig Solo and Jermaine, I'm sorry, Carl Solo and Jermaine Dupree to work on songs. When she arrived, neither of the producers had any material to present to her during that time. In an interview, Lowe mentioned, I believe Jomo Barry Hankerson's son reached out to Soso Deaf and I think it happened from there. I knew she was coming to Atlanta and we had nothing prepared at the time. For the album, Aliyah went to record songs that were simplified and really good. And the song worked with Dupree and Lowe in Atlanta for about three or four days on songs. Um, in the midst of the transition to new record label, Ali, to a new record label, Aliyah was very anxious about all the new changes that were happening, according to Billboard. 
In a press release accompanying the album, she admitted to being a little anxious about jumping from Jive to Atlanta and changing up her sound. But the uncertainty never filters into the music. With the new uh, distribution deal with Atlantic and a new team of producers, One in a Million was going to reestablish Aliyah's fan base and broaden her mainstream appeal. The album featured a wider range of producers, unlike her debut, which also, which, um, sorry, which was produced solely by Kelly. With the release of the album, Alia adapted a more sexier image, which was noticed by the public. In a 1997 article discussing the One in a Million music video, MTV staff felt that Alia's, Alia was great, all grown up and steamy in this new video. And they asked her about her new sexier image. Alia responded saying, As far as it being sexy, I would prefer to say sensual. Sensual is being in tune with your sensual self. Sexy, I mean, that's in the eye of the beholder. Such as beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if people term it sexy, it's different. So I just think it's being sensual. I would rather term it as that. Alright, let's talk about the album art. First of all, it is an iconic album art and I I, I absolutely 100% love it. Um, The album artwork and overall packaging for One in a Million was shot by Mark Baptiste, who had previously photographed Aliyah's cover for The Seventeen magazine. After shooting the cover shoot for Seventeen, both Baptiste and Aliyah, uh, cross paths again through Kadia James, uh, Kadia James, Kadia Jones. During the encounter, Alia mentioned to Baptiste that she was working on her album and suggested that they should meet at another time. According to Baptiste, quote, I ran into my friend Kadia Jones, who knows Quincy Jones's daughter. They were really good friends back then. She introduced us at the Mercer Hotel. We got along great. And the next thing I know. I'm putting. Uh, I'm going to put my album out. Let's meet. A month later. After their encounter. Both Alia and Baptiste. Met for a meeting to discuss possible concepts. For the album artwork. After hearing possible concepts. For the album artwork. Alia decided that she wanted to work with him. Baptiste said, we talked about some concepts and she loved it. After the meeting, I got a call that she really wanted me to shoot the album cover for One in a Million. The photo shoot for the album lasted from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. and it was shot at various locations with um actual album covers being shot really late between 10.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. The shooting locations were at a studio and at Canal Street train station in New York. When it came to the concept for the album artwork, Baptiste wanted to keep it real, as real as possible. According to Baptiste, I wanted to keep it 
real. The fact that she grew up in Detroit and born in Brooklyn, I wanted to give the album cover a street chic vibe so she's more approachable to any audience. I didn't want to bring her in a Bentley or anything like that. That wasn't her. She was down to earth. She was down to earth person and I wanted to keep it street chic and play off her beauty. For the shot with the motorcycle we uh, we rented and according to Baptiste it almost looked like a music video shot. It actually really did which is funny because I think in the If Your Girl Only New video there was a motorcycle shot so that was great. Um, so there was of course a lot of different promotion behind this. Um, she was on Nickelodeon she uh, did Vibe um, she was honored by Mary J. Blige, the, and she was on a Mary J. Blige tour that started August 28th of that same year in 1997 and started in Buffalo, New York and ended October 5th in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so Aaliyah did a lot of press. She did a lot of promotion for this as most artists usually do. So, um, let's go over the critical reception of it all was overall good. Um, and it's just, it's just, it is a classic album. Let's go over the track listing as we should. But before we do that, let me just say this. It was an amazing listen to re-listen to this album all over again. Um, I was very happy to be able to find it once again, like on YouTube, which again is a thing. I was super ecstatic to find it again. Um, and it, it is still an album that you can rock and not have to skip a single freaking beat. Not one, not one. And I love it. All right. So let's go over the track listing. First of all, beat for the street, which introduced us back to Missy Elliott, of course. And she's like, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, wake. <laughs> Yo, that shit is so, I don't know why it's so good. Um, and then you get, okay, so of course that's produced by Missy and Timberland. Um, so it's actually written by Missy and Timberland and then it's produced by Timberland. Um, so, uh, Hot Like Fire. I hope you guys didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> you know what? Freak it. I'm just gonna go. Uh, Hot Like Fire. Which was also written by Missy Elliott and Timbaland and produced by Timbaland. One in a Million. Um, which, of course, these two songs right here are just iconic songs for this particular time. Which was, again, written by Missy Elliott and Timbaland and was produced by Timbaland. Um, if Your Girl Only Knew. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. A Girl Like You. I'm looking for a girl like you. Let me know. I forgot the words right now. But anyway. Um, so a girl like you, which was um done by KG and Darian Light and produced by them as well. If your girl only knew. Oh, that's what I wanted to say about one in a million. Before I go into that. Did anybody, I mean, everybody knows now because it's, it's so old, but this is how you know that Timbaland and Missy are geniuses. Who in the hell? Now, every time, and with the Leah sound, they did this quite frequently because they did it on, um, Are You That Somebody? Are You That Somebody had the baby, mm -hmm. 
out little voice on it. And I was like, what the hell is that? This is, this is crazy, but it worked. One in a million also has crickets throughout the whole song, but it worked. So just, just some things to think about, like how dope their genius is. Like, I'll even give you one better. Missy Elliott has a song. It's called I'm Better. And in the song, it actually has like the smoke detector beep when your battery is low for your smoke detector. Again, it's some of those sounds be the weirdest sounds, but they work. That's why always be creative, always be true to yourself because that shit worked. And it, I'm better is one of my favorite songs. One in a million is one of my favorite songs. Are you that somebody? I love that song too. So, you know, there's that. Um, so a girl like you with Tretch, if your girl only knew, Choosy Lover, which was actually the Isley Brothers situation that we, oh, we didn't, we, there were no samples on that. Um, uh, four page letter, um, Everything's Gonna Be Alright, which was a, a good bop, which was also by Rodney Jerkins, and it had that Rodney Jerkins feel in it. Um, Give You More, which was J-Dubs, and uh, Dubs pr- produced that as well. I Got You Back gave me definitely a Jermaine Dupri feel, and Jermaine Dupri and Carl Solo was on there. Um, Never Give You Up, featuring Travis Polk. Um... Which had Monica Bell and King and Vincent Herbert and uh, Carlos King also did that as well. Heartbroken, which was Missy Elliott and Timberland, which was Timberland produced. Um, Never Come Back, feature, uh, which was Missy Elliott and Timberland writing that and Timberland produced that. Ladies in the House, which featured Missy Elliott and Timberland, um, both wrote and Timberland produced. Uh, the one I gave my heart to, which again was on the Anastasia situation, was, um, Dionne Warren and Daryl Simmons. Um, and lastly, Came to Give Love, which is an outro, which also features Timberland and is also produced by Timberland as well. <sighs> what a album! If you have time, Go back and listen to this album because it is what? Everything. It is so good. It is so good. I literally was listening and I'm, I want, I think I want to make sure that I get back into listening to those albums. I do not know if the show will now go bi-weekly versus it being weekly. I'm trying to find my new groove, but I do really, 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 really appreciate all the listeners. I still see you guys listening. Um, shout out to one of my residents who's listening and I really appreciate that. Um, and she told me that she listened to quite a few episodes. So it warms my heart. I'm just trying to be the best podcast that I can be. Um, still working on getting some more sponsors. You've seen a couple in between um, all of this and it fluctuates, but I'm very, very happy. Um, lastly, I, what I wanted to say, and I did not say in the beginning, I had to think about my why. <clears throat> Shout out to my girl, Lisa. Um, thank you so much for speaking to me about the why. Um and I love the fact that we, you know, we really support each other. I got to a point where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I'm not any of those things. I really just had to take a moment to figure out what the fuck am I doing? You know what I'm saying to you? Like, why is this even a thing? How is this even happening? But let me tell y'all where it, where my why and my, my situation came back. 
God will never not place in your life what you need and will not give you the tools that you need to reevaluate yourself. In three days, I think I want to say three, about three, it, it took for me to, um, I went to Best Buy. I went to go get the Chromecast situation that's upstairs for my um, other TV so we could do YouTube TV everywhere else. Um, and as I'm in Best Buy, I have that and I have some light bulbs in my hand and I'm going around looking at Best Buy, which again, Best Buy is the devil. Just want to put that out there because I was like, oh, I need to buy this. I need to buy that. So much stuff unnecessarily. So... A woman has a Yeti mic. I have a Yeti mic. I have two Yeti mics, actually. Um, and I have these mics, and I bought and purchased these mics, and I just remembered the feeling. And every time I go on Best Buy, it is something about Best Buy. Because I've said this years ago. When I end every show with fear, false evidence, appearing real, it's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. That was not the ending yet, but I'm getting there. Um, but I ended up talking to the woman about the mic and how great it was and it's great for streaming, it's great for podcasting. It's specifically for that and the mic is so freaking awesome. And that was one confirmation about my love for it. And then somebody else recognized what I do. And they were like, oh, you're dope. And then my resident calling back about something completely different and then at the end of the conversation be like oh by the way i listened to the podcast i've listened to like six or seven episodes like all of those confirmations were within days of each other and i'm just like oh i do need to do this you know what i mean so it it just it's really 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 so humbling and so thankful so uh, uh, again i need to stop getting in my own way because that's the biggest this is the biggest hurdle so if there are pauses and 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 times in between of not being in my bag and not doing this or not you know getting the interviews or whatever it is uh, i apologize in advance i am i'm superhuman um, and that's another thing. I, I got a chance to say to myself, yo, I'm human. Fuck it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to not feel like doing this. Like, yo, I always, and it is the weirdest shit. Like, I procrastinate into the end of time. Like, it is now, like, midnight. And I procrastinate into the end of time to do this shit. And the whole time, I have the greatest fucking time. Again, not talking to nobody else but my goddamn self. So, but don't matter. But we'll talk about it in the comments. But anyway, Aaliyah's album, love it. Go listen to it again. It is going to be a bop. I promise you. Um, last but not least, don't forget about the kick that lyric. Y'all know we're going to post that. We're going to do that. We do what we do when we do it because we does it so well. Y'all already know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, July is going to be a if it, in and out month. But I'm definitely going to make sure we have content. I'm definitely going to make sure I talk to y'all because that's what the fuck we do. Okay? <laughs> Period. Don't forget you can find me on... So stupid. You can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music. Y'all know I'm obsessed with YouTube Music, actually, because it's no longer Google Music. Google Podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Um, Spotify. Don't forget about your Purple Podcast for my Apple listeners out here. Don't forget to download, like, share, subscribe. Y'all know the more that y'all like, share, and subscribe... 
people will listen and then I start to be on other people's radar. Like, I want to be up there. I want to talk and touch all of them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Everybody I fuck with. All the albums I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to touch the hands of the hands of the hands. And I can only do that if you like, share, and subscribe. Um, also, Spotify. And don't forget the YouTube show, Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. Still where you'll get the hottest interviews working on that. I'm going to refocus my new energy and get there. There's another reason for my energy, but we will not do that until by week three. I'm thinking about doing a whole GTD mixtape. So I'm going to give you the whole news at the end. And I'm going to put a playlist Together, you of course cannot hear it for copyright reasons, but we'll go over some of those songs and what they made me feel and what I was doing. And then y'all understand my glow when we get to the GTD one. But we do have another album that I need to cover before we do that. So we'll do that. Um, don't forget about, like I said, the kick that lyric, all of those good things. Drip Fest is coming up. Um, so if you're in the Dallas area, um, more details will come. They'll be on my page. They'll be on Nephi Rap's page. They'll be on Major Zone page. So make sure that, uh, Major Zone Radio, I'm sorry. Make sure that you guys check that out. Um, I love y'all so much. Now, you just kicked it with your boy, your boy, Young Smooth. Are you not happy? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> I know you are. So, uh, get with it or get lost. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Did I do that? I didn't. You know what? I forgot. I'll be forgetting to do this too. Lastly, fear. False evidence appearing real. It is only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. You can do anything. And even with myself, I have to remember that, that I have no reason to be afraid of what I do. Anyway, y'all just kicked it with me. <laughs> you should feel better about it. I know you do. Okay. I'll see y'all. I'm going to see y'all next week. We're we going to make sure it's next week. All right, y'all.